Welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It has been the dog days of summer. A lot of 90s. It seems to have cooled off where we are a little bit at least. But you can tell fall is right around the corner. Some leaves are falling down. It's always that balance of wanting, wanting to get to football but not wanting summer to end. And the 90s are not for me anymore unless maybe if I'm near a pool or an ocean. Fall is probably my favorite time of year with the weather cooling off, the fall colors, and best of all, football games. Can't wait to get to Iowa City on the force to tailgate and get in Kinnick Stadium about an hour before the game starts to take everything in. Well, today's topic is kind of an interesting one. I'm going to talk about who Iowa's top rival is in my eyes, and I, it, it's really difficult. I had no idea. I'd never really tried to sit down and pick which one of our rivals I think is our top rival. They just all seem like rivals to me. Uh, the, the, the border states in-state, that sort of thing, the trophy games. And so it's, it was really difficult. But uh, also want to mention the last four episodes where I, I went back and looked at Kirk Ferentz's 22 years as an Iowa head coach, just breaking it down five or six seasons at a time. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that and looking back at some of the great seasons under Coach Ferentz. You know, there were some, there were some rocky times as well, but if you haven't gotten a chance, you know, while you're walking the dog or taking a ride somewhere, um, just maybe sitting in front of your computer doing some work, those are, those are some good things to look back on and just remember some of those great times um, in Hawkeye football over the last 22 years. Well, before I get started, I do want to mention Luca Garza and Joe Wieskamp have really been shining in the NBA Summer League. Both guys seem to be getting it done. I really think Luca is going to have a nice career in the NBA. And Joe Wieskamp has a good shot at it also. I wasn't so sure about it with Joe until I saw the combine and his athleticism and then saw what he did on the court, and he really proved it. He's, he's got a great three-point shot. We all knew that. He should be able to contribute with his athleticism and the ability to knock it down from outside, which is just so valuable in today's NBA game. And I couldn't believe... And he had a vertical of 42 inches. I mean, you knew he was athletic, but that is just huge. You're 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and, and you're jumping 42 inches. Um, and you can tell that he's really worked on getting the ball off quickly on his three-point shot. You can see that this past season, he just continues to get better at catching and shooting in one smooth motion. And at a high rate of accuracy, he shot, what was it, 47% last year from three. And Luca, he exceeds expectations in everything he does. He wasn't supposed to be a two-time Big Ten Player of the Year, an All-American. He wasn't anything close to a National Player of the Year contender going into his junior year, so or senior year. But you know, he, he has slimmed down to help with quickness, and at six eleven, with his ability to sco- score multiple ways around the basket. You know, he's really up to his value, too, with his ability to hit from behind the three-point line. So good luck to those two guys, as well as Tyler Cook. Uh, he's spent much of last season with Detroit, and he's looking good out there alongside. You know, he, he and Luca are both playing for Detroit right now, and, and I hope they have room for both Cook and Gars on their roster, or else they, they at least both end up somewhere in the NBA and make some money. On Season 2, Episode 9 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, we're going to talk about rivalries. And I saw this on Twitter. The question was posed, who is Iowa's top rival? Who's the biggest rival that the Hawkeyes have? And it got me really thinking because I didn't know what to answer on that. 
And so I wanted to look into it a little bit more and try to come up with my educated opinion. I mean, everybody's going to have a different opinion potentially, but I wanted to look into it and kind of, kind of decide for myself, who do I think Iowa's top rival is? Really got the wheels turning, and it's tough to answer, but I'm guessing a lot of that depends on where you live in Iowa. If you live in western Iowa, Council Tucky, for example, you know, that's probably Nebraska then. If you live in northern Iowa, good chance it's Minnesota or potentially Iowa State. Central Iowa, probably Iowa State. And then eastern or at least northeast Iowa, good chance it's Wisconsin. But I'm sure it's up to every individual uh, other than western Iowa because I think they hear so much about Nebraska over there that uh, they really love that rivalry, the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry. So how do you pick? You know, Iowa State is the easy pick because it's in-state rivalry. Uh, Iowa State has started getting some wins in the series. They started, you know, a while back at the end of the Hayden era. Um, they had five in a row, Hayden's last year through Kirk Ferris's uh, fourth year. And then it was back and forth a while before Iowa won the last five contests against Iowa State. Obviously couldn't play last year due to the COVID season. It's hard to me to think of this as the biggest rivalry though, because Hayden won 15 in a row against Iowa State. The program has been so bad for so long, has never won a conference championship. Iowa leads the series 45 to 22. The Hawkeyes have won 27 of the last 37 meetings between the two. And obviously Matt Campbell's building that program up um, it's a huge game in 2022. It's the second game on the schedule for Iowa in Ames after missing the Iowa City game last year due to the, the game being canceled. But Kirk Ferentz is 12-9 and against Iowa State as the head coach. Matt Campbell is 0-5 against Iowa. And you know he's going to be fired up for this one in 2022. So to me, the, the biggest rival, no, uh, but obviously a very important one since they play every year. It's an early game that could help set the tone for the season. And then bragging rights for the fans for the next year. I can see why a lot would pick this as the top rivalry because your neighbors maybe for the other team, uh, co-workers, and even family members in, in some cases are for Iowa State and you're for Iowa, vice versa. Well, Iowa and Iowa State play for the Cyhawk Trophy, which was first handed out to the winner of the series in 1977. That was the first meeting between the two teams since 1934. Through 2010, it was a trophy with a running back using the stiff arm pose, and this was replaced in 2011 with the famous sculpture of a farm family huddled around a bushel of corn. Uh, there was just a lot of hubbub about that. People did not, people did not care for that, that trophy, a lot of backlash, and the trophy was redesigned to have Herky and Cy holding the football and corn in the background. But and when I was looking at this, I'm thinking of Iowa State and wondering who is their biggest rival. You know, that, that thought came into my mind, and without a doubt, it would be Iowa. And <laughs> stay with me here, but the Hawkeyes have owned this series over time, but I don't think Iowa State has any other rivalries. You know, you could have tried to argue Nebraska when they were in the Big 12, but Nebraska dominated the football series with Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State only won 17 games in that series, 16% of their total you know, total uh, meetings. Iowa State fans have said Kansas is a rival, but again, it's so lopsided with Kansas winning 74% of the all-time games. Um, Iowa State only has won 16 times in history in Lawrence, and that series goes back to 1908. And Kansas even leads the football series with 50 wins to 44 by Iowa State. 
But after that, who do you even look at? K-State, maybe. Uh, but I think, you know, they have something. They're, they're trying to hype that up for football, but that game never really seems to be really relevant on a national level. After that, you go to Texas schools, Oklahoma, West Virginia. There just really aren't any real rivals on their schedule, uh, even in their own conference. And that's, that's probably why Iowa has been such a big game for them over the years. Um, and probably it hurts that Iowa has dominated the series as they have. And, you know, as I said, you know, it's a huge rivalry for the Hawkeyes as well. Um, it's just that Iowa has so many teams in close proximity, so many trophy games. The Hawkeyes have four trophy games. Nebraska and Iowa play for the Heroes Trophy. That was started in 2011. And I really like that they play that Friday after Thanksgiving game. That was, I guess, going to go away, and it's, it's being brought back. But it really made sense to make this a trophy game with the proximity of these two schools and the rich football traditions. The Heroes game between Iowa and Nebraska is sponsored by Hy-Vee. They recognize individuals from each state for acts of heroism. And it's a really good concept and a nice way to recognize individuals who have gone above and beyond to impact their community. As I said previously, you know, for those fans living in Western Iowa, they hear about Nebraska all year long, and much of that is around the success of the program, uh, high hopes every year, trying to get back to the, the level that they played in the 90s. And Iowa and Nebraska have met 51 times. That goes back to their first meeting in 1891. They played each other a lot in those early years because of, of proximity, but you know, there was over a 30-year layoff from the 40s to the 70s, and then Iowa and Nebraska just scheduled occasional games until Nebraska joined the Big Ten in 2011. And since then, Iowa is 7-3 and three against Nebraska, and the Hawkeyes have won the last six games. The losses, uh, one was in overtime in the last 10 years, um, and then one by six points in 2012. So they've been really, Hawkeyes have been competitive big time in this in this series, but it really should have been eight in a row, too, that the Hawkeyes have won. They blew that game in 2014, lost in overtime. And I really like beating Nebraska. You know, it's a newer rival in the sense that they didn't play much in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. So, well, I, I surely understand those living in Nebraska or living in the western part of the state having this at the top of their list. It's not the top rivalry for me. Uh, one of the funniest things on Twitter, though, is Nebraska fans... When they talk about being 29, 19, and 3 in a record advantage over the Hawkeyes, and 20 of those wins actually happened before 1941. So they need to, need to look at a little bit more recent results than that. Next up, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And you know when a team chants, We hate Iowa, when they're playing against a team that isn't Iowa. You're definitely in their head, and this is a rivalry. And it's by far the coolest trophy that Iowa plays for, and a really rich history and tradition. In 1934, the Golden Gophers had several cheap shots while playing against the Hawkeyes that were directed towards Ozzie Simmons, and he was one of the few black players at that time in history. He left the game with injuries multiple times, had bruised ribs. Iowa fans were not happy with the treatment and sent threatening letters to the Minnesota coach prior to the game in 1935. The Iowa governor got involved and said if Minnesota had any rough tactics, the fans in the stands would not stand for it. Quite a statement that basically the fans were going to take matters into their own hands if they didn't, didn't play nicely. So 
Minnesota Governor Floyd Olson lightened things up by betting the Iowa governor that the winner would get a prize hog. Minnesota did win the game 13-6, and it went on without a hitch and good sportsmanship on both sides. Well, the Iowa governor delivered the pig that he named Floyd from Rosedale Farms in the Fort Dodge area, and later became the trophy that we see today. I think it's one of the best trophies in the country, and Fort Dodge just recently unveiled a new statue of Floyd. I want to swing by and see that someday. Minnesota does lead this rivalry 62-50-2 because they had some really good football teams early in the 1900s. The first game was played in 1891, and Minnesota actually won the first 12 contests. In the last 39 games, the Hawkeyes have won 28, including the last six in a row. Current Gopher head coach and head boat rower, the elite P.J. Fleck, hasn't won a game against Iowa and Kirk Ferentz. This one really feels like a rivalry, though. Border State, fan base that hates Iowa to its core, a bronze pig at stake. But Iowa has won too much over, you know, in recent history to maybe consider this the top rivalry. Um, all of these, as I keep saying, are rivals for sure. But which one is the number one rivalry? Uh, it stings when Minnesota pulls out a win over the Hawkeyes. And, and there have been a lot of good battles. But at this point, and for quite some years, Quite a few years, Iowa has better football and basketball programs than the Golden Gophers. Well, that leaves Wisconsin. And, you know, as I keep saying, this has been way tougher than I thought it would be. But who does Iowa have to get through to win the Big Ten West? And the answer is Wisconsin. Wisconsin leads the all-time series 48-44. to But Wisconsin won eight of the first nine games in the late 1890s and early 1900s. Iowa had a huge 18-game unbeaten streak from 1977 to 1996 with one tie in that streak. Just an incredible streak. That was before Barry Alvarez got on a bit of a run against the Hawkeyes. And the frustrating thing is Iowa has only won one of the last five games, two of the last nine. But if you extend it out a little bit, four of the last 12 and eight of the last 17 games against the Badgers. And three of these losses were by two, two points or one point. Uh, but they've just had Iowa's number of late. And they do it. You know, they beat Iowa at its own game when they do it. They, they both play tough, physical football, smash mouth. But, you know, despite the long history of these two teams, the Heartland Trophy was just introduced in 2004. And what a game that was. Iowa beating Wisconsin 30-7 to to claim a share of the conference title. And then Iowa followed that up the next year, beating Wisconsin in the last home game for Barry Alvarez as the coach of the Badgers. I'll never forget that game. That was just so exciting. Hawkeyes pulled it out. And the basketball game has been close over the years. Iowa has won only nine of the last 20 contests against Wisconsin with a streak of four in a row. Uh, Wisconsin had a streak of six in a row from 2012 to 2015. And since the season... Ending in 1950, Iowa leads the series in basketball 67 to 57. Well, it's it's been, you know, it's been a tough call, but I have never been called so many names than I was at a night game in Madison. And that's another thing I think I'm factoring in here too that, that goes into my head when I think about these rivalries. Um, it's crazy there. I mean, they they are passionate and they'll be They'll be real quick to, to call you any name in the book. And I've, I've known and talked to a lot of Wisconsin fans over the years, and they do not like Iowa at all. 
I think there's more animosity towards Iowa than any other team on their end. Although I'm not sure. Some would probably um, say the same about Minnesota. But I think it would be Iowa just because the series has been a lot closer compared to Minnesota. Because Wisconsin regularly beats them. So there, there's my pick. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes have to get through them to, to get to the Big Ten championship game. Um, border State, passionate fan bases, really kind of going after each other. So honorable mention in this conversation is Illinois and Northwestern. Illinois and Iowa have a really long, rich history, rivalry. But Illinois has just been so bad at football for so long. Iowa's won seven in a row against the Illini, nine and one in the last ten games. Northwestern also falls into this honorable mention category, another border state school. But, you know, poor history at football until the last 20 years or so. Iowa leads the series 51 to 28. Head coach Gary Barnett took over Northwestern in 1992, and he patterned his program after the Hawkeyes. And then Randy Walker took over, had some success. But Pat Fitzgerald has been at the helm since 2006, and somehow he's been a master at beating the Hawkeyes. The games are always close. Well, if Northwestern wins, it's a really close game. Iowa's won some close games, and then Iowa occasionally will blow out Northwestern. So it's just kind of a strange pattern, but somehow Northwestern just seems to pull out those close games. But Northwestern has not been good at basketball ever. Um... It's usually an easy game for the Hawkeyes, so no real consideration in that category. I think for the Hawkeyes, I mean, it makes the games more difficult, probably, but I think it's a great luxury to have so many border state schools, you know, even even other close schools that aren't, you know, aren't that far of a drive from Iowa City, Indiana, Purdue, even the Michigan teams. And Iowa has long history with these Big Ten schools. It's been so fun watching these games over the years, watching the rivalries grow. And I think location, the, the proximity to all these teams, it's a, it's a real thing when it comes to rivalries and bragging rights. And I really like having so many games that mean so much. They sting a little more when Iowa loses. They, they really do. They just, every one of these teams I talked about, it really stings when you lose those games. But they feel so good when you win. And Iowa has been winning those rivalry games the last six years with the only losses coming to Wisconsin. Well, again, this is just my opinion, and I understand why others pick different teams to be the top rival, but to me it's Wisconsin. I can't stand their style of basketball. Uh, they've been a tough win for Iowa over the years. And Iowa has to get through Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West in football. They play a similar brand of tough physical football with a run-first mentality. And I'd be interested hearing what others think. No right or wrong answer here. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter and send me who you think Iowa's top rivalry is and why. Well, hopefully I'll see some of you on September 4th in Kinnick Stadium. I'm excited. I can't wait. I say it every time, but I think this is going to be one heck of a 2021 season. A lot of it's riding on these first two games. So let's get ready. Go Hawks!